This is the Scum and Snake Fantasy Football Show about the LV Dynasty Fantasy Football League that we are all in. Snake, welcome back to the pod. Yeah, welcome back to the pod. Here we are, week six. Is that where we are already, man? I can't even tell anymore. A lot's been going on. A lot of just rough, bad news injury-wise coming out of the league this week. Now I'm feeling it a lot. I, I know a lot of people are just because they're big names that if you do multiple leagues, you're going to have one of these guys. So I think I want to start there, maybe just as a little bit of therapy and catharsis too. So yeah, an absolutely uh, unprecedented year of injuries. It's there. I don't even, I don't even know what to say about it. The biggest one being Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver one in, in every kind of, League format size, whatever you want to say, he's on IR. He's at least out for four weeks, and I could see it being longer, maybe even a season-long shutdown. Yeah, definitely not out of the question. His caliber, that whole Viking situation, contract situation, the record of the team would not be surprised if you see him sit the rest of the year or way longer just to make sure he's not hurt or. You never know. I guess you could see some sort of crazy shakeups on that team. But this is what is this his first like real injury in the league? Like, I mean, it's not even that bad. I mean, a hamstring shirt, you know, IR four weeks, maybe six weeks. But is this his first time ever really being injured since being in the league? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, definitely his first time like on IR. He might have missed a week or two. I don't remember offhand, but definitely the big, the first major one again, like multiple weeks potential for more and when we talk about the potential for more i think it's because you look at the vikings sitting at what one in four i think is their record so lose jefferson now they've got uh, a tough schedule coming up i looked at it i'd say they at best go two and two um in the next four weeks before jefferson can come back so maybe they look to trade cousins now just like pack it in start to see if they can get Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever else is going to be in the quarterback class. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at that point, if you're doing that, no need to bring Justin Jefferson back in a lost year. Let him heal up. Um, let him get right. And I can see that happening. Like we saw this with Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers a few years ago, a little bit later in the season, but kind of similar scenario. They had nothing to play for. Why, why rest your best player and one of the best players in the league, or I'm sorry, why risk? your best player and one of the best players in the league for meaningless games, essentially. So, right, right. I'm sure he'll want to play if he if he's right. Uh, it's just it's just hard to tell. So if you have him in the redraft league, tough. Um, sitting in dice, you can't can't move on move on from him. You can't trade him just knowing how good he is unless you're getting a major haul back. So just super tough. And I've already spent way too much time on him, but. This is my first year having him in any league, and I'm disappointed. I'm crushed. That's just how it goes, you know. First year, having a player on your team in fantasy, and they get hurt their first real injury. It just it sucks all around. And be interesting to see what happens with that Vikings team, and what happens with him and Cousins and the record, and maybe nothing, maybe a whole shakeup, maybe something small. We'll see. Another guy that I have all over the place, Anthony Richardson, the rookie. Maybe sensation, probably not. He's already missed a couple games, <laughs> but hurt again. Shoulder this time, 
on IR, missing at least four weeks, most likely more, probably the whole season. They're probably shutting him down just with what they invested into him. So uh, we could spend less time on him, but just a, another big blow. He Every game he played a full game, great for fantasy. Even the ones he left early in were, were pretty good, uh, like the concussion one where he had like two rushing touchdowns before he left. So I don't know. Just sad to see. Hopefully that shoulder thing doesn't ruin him like it did for Cam Newton. And he can come back and learn to take a little bit less punishment, learn to uh, protect his body a little more. But that one's tough for people that were, I, I get, I mean, Jefferson was a first round pick wherever you got him. Richardson, you probably got later. So you likely had another quarterback just in case he fell on his face. Right. So not a, as big of an impact, but it sucks to lose someone who was, was putting up good numbers. Yeah. Fantasy wise, like we predicted, he was going to be good uh, for fantasy. I'm not a big Richardson guy. We have a lot of conversations you and I about him a lot. Uh, if I was a betting man, I would say the Vikings would not shut him down. They would not play it easy there or not the Vikings, whoever it is the Colts. Uh, uh, their history per- showed with luck in um, that they just <laughs> when he's healthy and back, he's healthy and back and they're going to go. And it's up to Richardson at this point to protect himself. If he's going to have any sort of career and be around for longer in a couple of years, needs to get better at throwing, needs to get better at protecting himself. And now he just hurt his throwing arm. So a lot more questions there but overall uh, you know i mean i'm just not a i'm just not a richardson guy so he was looking good fantasy wise i predicted he was going to be good we talked he was going to be good this year but if he doesn't get better at throwing and protecting himself his running will go away quick in my opinion maybe not but that's what i think about him so not so yeah i understand the concerns and the injury and that sucks because he was fun and had some electricness to him but as all these running quarterbacks learn, like that has to be their second tool. They need to have that be like, yeah. Anyway, that's like the same thing we've seen with, I mean, I've, I'm, I same thing we were talking about. I've talked about with Lamar the last like two or three years is he, he's, he's just, when you watch him, I'm watching this year. I got him in a league and he just sometimes doesn't look impressive passing. So I don't, know what to say about players like Richardson and getting hurt this early this often you know you don't want to stop running but you don't if you keep it's anyway I don't know it's just hard to it's hard to analyze that and I just think you almost have to get away from it more than you rely on and he that's where my analysis is with that all right yeah we've I mean we've done a lot of the running quarterback this course so we, we kind of know where we both stand, but just just sucks to see just for the, like you said, the fun aspect of watching him and um, seeing him produce in fantasy. Another rookie sensation, Devon, and I learned how to pronounce his last name over the weekend, is actually Devon Achan. Is what he, Are you I sure it's not Devon Achan? This is, this is from Doug, world's most moderate Dolphins fan, and I guess Achan told the media it was Achan. So, well, the most moderate Dolphins fan. That's right. That's that's his title. Yep. 
What That's a exactly the world's most moderate Dolphins it. fan. So uh, he he's also on IR with a knee thing after just uh, looking so explosive so fast over the past couple games. Had another big touchdown run over the weekend, but they're gonna rest him up. You know they they need all the as many running backs as they can for the stretch run because all of them are gonna get dinged up like this at certain times. So um, I want to talk about this one because one it, it sucks again just to see another guy who was ripping off these huge runs, but. Timing-wise, it looks like he's going to go out as Jeff Wilson is coming back. So what do you – how do you see this going? Like, we know Mostert's the the lead guy, but he's got his own injury things. Um, so we'll see Jeff Wilson potentially work in. But we've also got names that we know, like Salvan Ahmed uh, on the roster. So what's what's going on down there in Miami? I think it's definitely going to be a, a heavy Mostert and then probably after a week or two of Wilson being back, a pretty even split like we've been seeing with Mostert and HN right now. I mean, that's where my head goes. That offense can support multiple running backs, multiple receivers. So I think it's going to be a fairly decent split. And then a possibility of just, depending on game script, maybe running hot hands and or if anyone – if there is any other injuries to either of them or whatever, then the Ahmed and uh, I know I think there's a rookie or some other guy. I don't know his name, Brooks or something like that. Oh yeah, my boy, some... Chris, that's my boy, Chris Brooks. So, so it's just, in my opinion, it's it can handle multiple players at the position. So just yeah, get get so. some connection with that and hold and hope for maybe a a week where you like have to play a Dolphins running back and you're like, well, I'm gonna just do it because they score 50 points a game or whatever. And then you might luck into a good week from somebody. So it's very disappointing on a chance part. Like the guy just, this was, I think this week, I don't know. Like when I've actually was watching like some live plays from him and he just looks like he's barely moving out there and just zipping by people. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Was, like was that this- touchdown run? I think, yeah, we're talking about the same play. It's, it was super impressive. He just like hit the hole and it and, and to the viewer's eyes on the TV, it didn't look like he was like really running hard or sprinting. It just was like he just glided past everybody. And I'm yeah. like, is this this guy? I I mean, he didn't come out of nowhere. I mean, he, but he almost kind of did. Did we expect this kind of production out of him? Did we know he was like the fastest running back ever? Like I didn't. I don't know. He he ran the fastest offensive forty at the combine, so we knew the speed was there. I had high hopes for him. I thought he'd be like the third. I would have drafted him as the third back in this class. I think that's where he went. Oh no, he maybe went fourth behind Charbonnet. But um, I did not expect him to be as like as impactful as he has been, especially this early. So you're you're right. No one saw this coming. What he's done, but speed bump. IR, but you know, protect them, and I'm sure they're like they're loving what they're seeing out of him. So yeah, they want to be really extra cautious. Speed bump. Last one, just because he's going on on IR and he's a fantasy asset, but old guy James Connor. No surprise, we knew we'd miss time, but IR kind of sucks. And I guess that's all. That's all there is. I know we don't want to spend too much time on the Cardinals back then because that one's just nothing, and they don't care. They want to lose hey. more but yeah if you if you had james connor as a reliable you know like volume rb2 if you miss some time that stinks so uh we'll 
<laughs> we'll wrap that up. Just the big injury rundown. But like you said at the top, it's been a major year for a ton of injuries. Some of these guys are coming back. Uh, we saw Cooper Cup get back in the action, be super effective. Um, but yeah, just it's not fun to lose guys all Ugh. over the place. I know, not fun at all. There's so many injuries to so many key fantasy players. It's been brutal. It definitely has, and we're probably not out of it yet. Probably not. But, Shink, spent a lot of time on there, and we're supposed to, before we get into too much football, we're supposed to do a nonsense kind of question. So are you ready to do that? I am ready. So today we are going to play a Halloween edition of Wavelength, the, the Texas wedding trip staple. So quick rundown for the listeners. Sneak is going to think of a number in his head. Scum is going to give him three categories, three different categories. Sneak will answer with something from that category that corresponds to that rating, one to ten. And I'll try to guess his number at the end. Okay. Ready to roll, Sneak? I'm ready. You got your number? I got my number. Got your number. First category is Halloween candy. Oh, boy. Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with nerds. Nerds. Okay, so I'm thinking we got a kind of a low number. Not the lowest, but... Uh, definitely, I'm thinking in the four range. So, second category is going to be uh, monsters on a spooky scale. All uh, right. Monsters. I'm going to say this is so hard. Can't even why can't I think of one monster whenever we're talking <laughs> about anything? I can never think of anything. My brain just dies. I'm gonna go with a troll. A troll. Gosh. Again, not not too spooky, not the scariest, maybe a little bit higher. Cause it's not, not the worst. All right, I gotta, I gotta get a good answer out of you with this last Halloween category. So it's gonna be. Um, let's stick with the Halloween movies. Halloween movies. I'm gonna go with Halloween. Oh. The, the classic slasher Halloween, John Carpenter. All right. Uh, I'm surprised. You're definitely not going to get it. <laughs> I'm not going to get it. Maybe I was wrong early. Maybe you were higher on nerds than I thought. Halloween as a classic needs to be up there. But I don't Does think you like that movie so much. In my opinion, though, in your, this that, is Sneak Guy. This is this Sneak. Is sneak. This is world. Sneak. You're right. You're right. So maybe you hate that movie. Okay. I'm all right, I'm back down. I'm gonna drop a little bit lower from my initial and say your number was three. Oh my gosh, dude. That's exactly right. Got it. Let's go. Scott How the heck Snake. did you know that? 
No surprise are on the same wavelength. Let's go. Oh, my word. Oops. That's crazy. Needed a little nudge from you, but I was I was there in the range from the beginning, but locked it up. Let's go. Yeah, you started Listeners. out at four, and I was like, dang, immediately he's right there. And then I knew Halloween was going to throw you, but I'm like, nah, you know I'm, uh, you know, I think those movies are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, if you, if you were on our wavelength, let us know, or throw out the numbers you thought, but pretty fun game, that right, Shane? Yeah, that, all right. It took me a little bit of time to understand what I was doing in my brain, but I got there. All right, and so like let's... you said, no surprise, you were also in my brain. Always. Since we took a little extra time there, let's go ahead and just write, jump right into the ranks for this week, the power ranks for week six, after some fun matchups. And as always, Sneak, we're going to go from bottom to top. At number 12, holding strong, scummy. At number 11, dropping a little bit and, and trying to climb his way down is the South Dakota Buffalo. Number 10, despite his best efforts, still sitting at 0-5 is Gooch. Number 9, after his first win, after a major win, Big Schneek climbing the ranks. Number 8 is Douglas P. Johnson, the new groom. Number 7 is Big T, after a tough loss. Number six, kicking off our playoff group is Hesse. Jimbo is five. Wade drops to number four after losing this week in his first loss. And then our top three, Eric, Ben, the last undefeated team at number two. And then somehow, some way, tricking his way, just like he will for the draft lottery next year, into the number one spot is the Do Nothing Commish, Brendan. Do Nothing Commish! I don't think many surprises there, Sneak. What what gives you, when you look at it, the edge uh, to make Brandon the number one team over Ben? Ben is undefeated. Brandon has a loss. But what what's the difference there for you personally? It really just comes down to the the potential of the team going forward. I think. I don't even know if I, it's not even, I think, I mean, Ben's been extremely surprising. I don't, can't possibly see him maintaining. So that's the biggest difference for me is I'm, this is a little bit more of like looking into potential overall future, uh, but still a great showing so far out of Ben being undefeated five and oh, I just think Brendan overall, just, as long as he has no injuries, that team is, Gosh, pretty unbeatable. Even though he has already lost, <laughs> he's been beat. So, but yeah, no strong team. Obviously, um, Mahomes Kelsey stack hasn't been like the the world beater necessarily that we've seen in the past. But Kelsey's a little older. He's dealing with like a couple injuries, but he came back this week after leaving with his ankle and caught a touchdown. So, you know, obviously, it's not like they've fallen off the cliff entirely. Right, and he's he's still get he's got Christian McCaffrey who can make up for any other deficiencies from his other running backs who have like been been okay. Uh, thinking of like Josh Jacobs specifically, but Swift is good when he plays. 
it's tough to argue against Brandon being in the top spot. So that's, that's kind of where we land. The biggest temptation that he's going to face is, is he's going to, if he's going to stay away from all these trades that's happening, if he stays away, holds strong to the team and don't try to chase firsts or anything like that, then he should be there in the championship. I have a feeling. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on what other people do. Right. So we've got, I guess we didn't do this review. So we'll talk about it. Now we had a big trade, a couple of big trades. um, Since our last episode, which also had big trades, but Eric traded for Devontae Adams. I don't think we talked about that one on the last one, right? No, no, we didn't. So Eric made a big trade. Matt, you know, starts his starts his fire sale, um, and trades Devontae Adams and two thirds to Eric for Rasheed Rice, a first and a second. So a pretty big price that Eric pays for Devontae Adams, but one of the best wide receivers in the league. Had a down game for him this Monday, but likely will be one of his worst this year. Uh, comes with really good timing leading up to the Jefferson injury. So Eric doesn't drop off too much on his receiver core. And then once or if Jefferson comes back, you know, has a really, really strong foursome that he can rely on. But I wonder if would you classify that as a move that Brandon looks at and says, well, I need to also bolster something or, or is that just. Eric kind of catching up. I, I like if Brandon's going to make a trade, just don't trade away any of your guys. Like you have picks to trade. If you feel like you need a better receiver or running mm, back yeah. or like whatever it may be, like do that. Just don't because Brandon's been the type to never fully put it together. So this, that's what I'm saying. Like don't make a trade and give up one of your players to try to get, some picks thinking that like, Oh, I'll make up for it. And I'll just have these picks, but you got to actually try to get a win at some point. I think this is his year to do that. <laughs> some point, Brandon, you actually got to try to win, but um, yeah, no. So we'll see if that's what he does. You also made a nice trade. You traded your 2026 first rounder and got back your, your boy, your, your scrimshaw Antonia Gibson. You also got Dallas Goder and Ramondre Stevenson and a second back. So a lot of a lot of known names for that first. Maybe not a lot of production yet this year, but I think definitely some upside. And then I know you said that you're looking for not only a potential bounce back this year from all three of those guys, but maybe some um, new places, new teams for refreshment next year too to to really increase their value. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's where I looked at it. You know, I've mulled over it for a while, and it's – I hope it gets me into the playoffs this year, but I'm playing for the fact that I'm – all three of them could potentially be on new teams next year. Gives me depth. Just give me options. And that 26 first in my – I mean, it's three years away. I'm okay with giving that up for the now. And there – yeah, it was – it wasn't – you know, I – it's a it's an okay trade. It's I don't think it's anything too blockbustery. Uh, I just hope I can plug and play some of those players and they get me more production than what I've been getting out of it. My whole thing recently was I'm just going to scrabble together running backs and this kind of gives me at least a starter and a backup to Big Bry. So 
and then yep, yep. I'll play the roulette wheel of tight ends and Matt gets himself a first and he continues to build for the future. Seemed like a win-win all the way around and we'll just see how it plays out. Yep. And that, that's why we have Matt easily as the number 11 team, uh, super contender for the number 12, just as he sells more and more players, he's you know clearly committed to, to the future. So we'll see what else. I mean, I don't know how much else there is. He's got Herbert, who I know he's trying to sell, but quarterbacks are always kind of tough to, to get lots of value on. Speaking of, the last trade that we'll just review really quick, Chase works on his fire sale. He sends Derek Carr to Eric for a third-round pick. Um, Eric just needs a, some backup quarterback depth after trading, trading away Russell Wilson last week. Um, needs someone for the bye week when Joe Burrow's out. So nothing, nothing more than a play for that, but Chase gets a, a pick improvement, moving up from a fourth to a third, and again, just starts his, starts his move down to the to the me and matt realm the ah realm. the shadow realm <laughs> yeah you don't want to be here <laughs> i know anyway um no I, like that that's what we that's what we said was gonna shape out right the people that wanted to move towards the bottom are there you and a handful of others are fighting for that last two playoff spots and then our top four should be pretty solid and brandon wade eric Jim. Yes, indeed. That's the ranks. That's the groups. That's the ranks for this week. Shank, should we take a break and reset and hear a word from one of our sponsors? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. All right, let's let's do that, and we'll get back with the week six matchups. This week's episode of the Scum and Sneak Show is brought to you by the newest addition to the Juge Plus conglomeration, Scumco. We are in the warehouse game now, so come on down to Scumco and get your bulk discount items. We can get you bulk discount. Fantasy advice? We can get you bulk discount. Movie advice? And also, I've got a hot dog for you for $1.99. So if you're looking for great deals and great bulk value, come on down to Scumco, the newest addition to Church Plus. And we're back. I cannot wait to visit Scumco. It is going to be so fun, so much options. Definitely get in line, get your tickets now, get down there. Mm. I love when the conglomeration expands. Always expanding, always growing. Maybe never showing, but it's always growing. Always. Shank, we've got we got some matches this week. Can you believe that? I almost can't believe it. It's weird. It seems like that happens every week, but here we are. Here we are. Let's get into them. We'll start off with my matchup. And this one, what, let's talk about this one. The number 12 ranked Bijan Robinscombe team versus our current number five team, Detective Pukachu. Great great job, Beige Knight. You're, you're killing it every week, honestly. 
Yeah, love the uh, love the name change, keeping it fun, keeping it light and, and exciting there. Uh, I don't know really what you want me to say about this one, Scum. Yeah, I norm- could. Normally we normally we hem and haw a little bit about my team and my chances. Uh, let's not this week. No, no Anthony Richardson. Maybe T. Higgins comes back, but not going to be too helpful. Jim, our beige knight, has what top, if not top points in the league, top two. This is the blowout of the week. Best coming sneak blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Blowout of the week. Let's go. Yeah, you're getting blown out, scum. There's no which two ways about it. I'm, we're not going to beat around the bush on this one. It's just plain and simple. You're getting blown out. Jimbo, Jumbo, Jimbo. Uh, he stays hot and heavy he's gonna take you out and it's gonna be a brutal beating and that's all right with you and uh, it's gonna be a it's just gonna be a rough one to, to watch i don't i don't really see any i mean you gotta get an you gotta get a massive Bijan game which you're probably gonna just get a normal good game and again jumbo's got the firepower and gosh that's it it's just plain and simple you're getting blown baby Again, well, that's okay. I was feisty for the first couple of weeks, got blown by you like we predicted, and now getting blown again. I, I think I need I need a little bit of this to bring me back down to earth. I needed a couple blows to just get my mind right, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all it takes. But you know what, too? Just I did want to point out one thing for Jim's team. One of the storylines to watch this past weekend was with Cooper Cup coming back. What was Puka? Nakua's involvement going to be um, still was there, got a touchdown, so no worries that he's fading off into the distance as like a one-hit wonder. I think he's entrenched in that offense, and that, that's good for Jim. So yeah, he has he has no concerns, especially this week playing you boy scum. Yeah, nothing to worry about with this one. We've got uh, let's let's talk about another one that. Maybe isn't as easy to call, but it's definitely interesting. The 0-5 soft tissue rehab team versus the 5-0 Sawyer Payton team. Are we breaking one of these streaks here this week? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it has to be, right? One of them has to break. One of them has to break. Well, one of them doesn't have to break. But if, if we're calling... For the break, well, gosh darn it, this is the upset of the week. Scum and sneak upset of the week? Scum and sneak upset of the week. Upset of the week. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Are you telling me that Gooch is going to upset Ben to give him his first loss. We are calling this one the Cooper Cup Revenge blow for for Gooch. I don't think either of them want that to happen, but it's going to happen. Ben has been riding this wave, just riding miracle after miracle. Not miracle after miracle. He's just been riding good fortune, and it's got to come to an end. Maybe we're going to have egg on our face again calling for it but we we did call him call him as the upset last week over wade and got it right 
that was purely based on vibes. Vibes are not there this week. God, it's got to be the week Zach Moss finally tails off. Maybe not, but just there's there's not the same magic in the air for Ben this week, and he's gonna get his first loss. Gooch is gonna get his first win. I can totally see it happening. We're putting it out into the world. It will happen. Ben's slow demise with his extremely shaky running back room finally coming back down to earth. Gooch still has viable players in his receivers, and uh, we'll see what he's running. It looks like right now he's running out two Denver running backs. That's, I guess that's fine against Kansas City. But either way, Gooch is going to get his win here. And Ben is going to get his loss. And it's about time that this happens. You know, it comes, came around for you and I last week. It's coming around for, for them this week. You know, it's just, uh, it's just what's going to happen. It happens. I do like that Gooch is going with both the big gold rush and also the bucket Broncos backfield. Just a lot of, a lot of synergy there from him. Love mm-hmm. to see it. Upset of the week. Upset of the week. Let's now go to the number six team, Hesse's Death Taxes and 30 Plus, versus our number eight team, NBA Greater Than NFL. Doug coming off of a, a tough loss on his wedding weekend. Geez, thanks, Jimbo. And I think <clears throat> I think fortunes are going to continue to kind of uh, look unfavorably on Doug. He lost James Conner, like we talked about earlier. So a team that already didn't have a lot of depth now loses, you know, a starting running back who was performing well. He's also Doug got Romeo Dubs on on by. So that lack of depth is also going to show here. And Hesse, with his retold lineup, also getting the Bucks back, looking looking strong, looking like he might start to get a stranglehold on one of those last playoff spots, but I definitely think he's going to come out with a win here. And it might be pretty handily, too, unless Doug has a major Tua game, a major Derrick Henry game. Yeah, I'm right there with you on this one. Hesse's going to go to 5-1. and one. A similar unprecedented record and a surprise that we're seeing out of Ben, the same thing we're seeing out of old Hess. He's proven us wrong. He's almost taking over what we thought about Doug in those early weeks. Mm-hmm. We're sure. like, wow, yeah. Doug is ruined really good. And then he's starting to fall off and Hesse's taking over that. Wow, Hesse's doing way better than we thought. And with the trades that he made uh, to get David Montgomery, who's uh, just been on an absolute tear and everyone else is playing pretty solidly. He's going to get this win going to five and one. And just like what you said, not at all out of the realm that he's going to be locked into playoff spots. So good on you, Hesse. I know we're on, we're, we're kind of dig on you sometimes, but I'm proud of you for putting it together. And um, unfortunately for on Doug's side, uh, going to go to two and four. And like you said it perfectly, there's nothing really else I can say about his team. Unless he gets 50 from two and Derek Henry, I just don't see him putting up much of a fight uh, with his current team with losing Connor and, just not having enough to make it happen. So Hesse's going to get a win, and it's probably going to be pretty handedly. Yeah, I mean, Doug would have to try and make some moves to get to get some better players. 
I think there's trades out there for him, but also he's in Aruba right now, so I doubt he's thinking about fantasy at all. Not that he was very much even before his honeymoon. Not that so. he thinks about it too often anyway, but now this week definitely it's out of his brain. We've got another good matchup here. Uh, one where it's kind of similar to to Doug and Jesse. Um, Wade at 4-1 and one is playing Big T at 2-3. and three. So Wade pulls off this win. He'll be sitting with a great record. And T will be kind of looking up and saying, oh, man, I need to, need to really eke out every win I can moving forward. But on the flip side, this one, I like Tyler's odds much better than I like Doug's. So what do you think here? Do we have, do we have the juice for Tyler to pull off this win? Gosh, I hate to I hate to say it, but I don't think he's got the juice to win this one. We got we got some reverse stack action uh, with Josh Allen and uh, well James Cook and Gabe Davis. It looks like Tyler does not have Gabe in right now. Uh, he does like to tinker with it throughout the week. Gabe's riding a four game touchdown streak, so I don't know. I don't know if you ascribe to the belief that you got to ride that wave until it stops, or if you think it's coming to an end soon but you know at least it's something to consider and look at for him i think what will help tyler's chances is if jonathan taylor is continuing to be eased back into it there was a report today that he'll he'll get more snaps and get more involved but if it's even closer to 50 50 still between taylor and moss um that that helps big t but he will just need you know major games from you know, newly acquired Keenan Allen um, for him. First game for him in the lineup. That should be a fun game to watch for both these teams with um, the Dolphins playing, or not the Dolphins, the Cowboys playing the Chargers on Monday night. So Keenan Allen and CeeDee Lamb, the, the two number ones, kind of going head-to-head there and could be close going into that matchup. So could could come down to that. Um, yeah, I think, if, if Tyler gets a, a big game somewhere, which these guys are liable to do, and Taylor's a dud, I think this game, this matchup will be close. Tyler will have a punter's chance, but I think I do side with you saying that we just got to give the edge to Wade just a little bit more, a little bit more pop on that side when you're looking at the lineup, except for Tutu, of course, who I can never say is good. You can never say that he's good, even though he's been pretty good this year. I'll give T at punter's chance and I'll give him a higher chance to make a way for it than the last matchup with Doug. But I just look down the line. It's, I mean, if Wade gets, if Wade gets his normal games from Allen, Kamara, Tyreek, CD, you know, with the injury to Jefferson, now Hawkinson's probably in line for like 10 to 12 targets a game. So uh, I, like I mean, he needs twenty points apiece from his running backs, and there's, I, it, it's hard for me to find a way that T gets this win. So I'm just gonna stick with Wade here. He goes to five and one, and same thing with Hesse. Same with a lot of these guys. They're just further solidifying themselves and making this playoff picture a lot less muddy earlier on than I think maybe we thought early on in the year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's fair. Still a lot of still a lot of season left after week six, but yeah, we we might start to see a pretty pretty big divide 
just record wise, you know, maybe not quality wise, but record wise. So let's talk about this next matchup because it's, it's the big dogs in the league. Do nothing commissions. Do nothing commissions. Team versus Kearney Fritz's Joe Marturo team. Both four and one. Um, and we talked about, you know, Jesse and Wade potentially going to five and one after this. One of these teams is going to be four and two and looking at looking like a, an underdog for a bye, which is which is going to be important for both of them. So off the bat, what are you thinking? The the classic matchup of the Mahomes Kelsey stack versus Burrow and Chase. Mm-hmm. One has been a little bit better this year, but, you know, we've got maybe Eckler versus CMC, you know, a, a matchup of the two. The two premier examples of do it all running backs in our league right now. If, if Eckler comes back, um, Kelsey versus Laporta, the future versus the past. Lots of storylines I can pull on here. You're you're, you're really pulling story- some amazing storylines here, and this is the matchup to watch. The the two juggernauts, in my opinion, it's going to be a, a high scoring. Hopefully, it's a close affair. It's going to be just one of those matchups. I think the majority of the league just keeps their eyes on. Starting on Thursday, uh, just massive amounts of star power all over the place. You mentioned it. There's tons of storylines here. Personally, Scum, I'm going to stick. This is my loving on Brandon, loving on the commission episode. I'm sticking with him to get this win. Uh, mm. It's just, it's it, it to me, it's just feeling like this is the Brandon year. You know, this is the year he goes for it. This is the year he just is on. Un- just continues to just project into the clouds and he's going to get this win. I hope it's, like I said, hope it's high scoring. Hope it's super close. Ernie's going to put up a crazy good fight. There's going to be a lot. There's potential for anyone on each side to have blow up games. Last week we saw chase with the 50 pointer, like Brandon's got CMC Mahomes, AJ Brown, like any any of these guys, Diggs, any of these guys can go off for crazy points. So I just I'm excited yeah. about the, I'm just in full. I'm excited about the matchup. I mean, the highest star power we probably we probably see every year with the uh, caliber of teams. I'm just gonna stick with Brendan to get this win, and and uh, yeah, that's there's no if, there's no closeness. I mean, it's just that he's gonna get. I mean, there is close, I guess, but. He's gonna win. I mean, I'm just fumbling over my words now. He's, he's. I'm sticking with Brandon on this one. All right, yeah, uh, definitely gonna be the highest scoring matchup this week. I would say. I I'll agree with you. I'll I'll give the edge to Brandon, and really, it's just his team is healthier. If if Eric had Justin Jefferson, if Amon Ra and Austin Eckler didn't have like questionable tags, it seems like both are turning towards playing, but no guarantees yet. I. I'd say at full strength, maybe I'd call it a tie, like we like to do, but Brennan's got the health. He's got all the names, you know, not missing anyone on by, and just maybe it's his time to really make a statement. Like you said, it, it could very well be the Do Nothing Commission here, to all of our chagrin. Yeah, don't make me look stupid, Brendan, and lose this and throw up a dud here. It's uh, that would I would make that would be making me really sad. <laughs> just, just absolutely distraught. 
uh, it will be fun to watch though. Good luck to both of you. I, I do want to see, I want to see 300 to 299 as the final score. There you go. That'll be fun. All right. We talked about the big dogs, but let's get to the bigger dogs. Sneak versus South Dakota Buffalo. The number nine ranked SD Buff Heart Wieners and Butts versus <laughs> the number 11th ranked. Let's see if I can do this. Can't fit it in my mouth. <laughs> uh, did his name change? I thought his name changed, but it did an update on my end. The heck? Can't, can't fit it in my mouth. There we go. Don't that fit is. in me mouth. Ah, that's great. <laughs> oh, I did it. There it is. Now it's updated. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, that's cool. good. Bravo. And Matt's made a couple moves to, to put up a little bit of a fight here. And a little bit of moves I said he put uh, Deonta Foreman in his lineup. So we got a potential Bears backfield matchup. You, Donta versus Roshan, even though you'll probably put in um I don't know you have Ramondre in the plug. So yeah, Bears running back matchup. We'll see who gets the bigger workload there. Um I don't know what I'm well let's let's treat this the same way as the other one. You're gonna win this one, even though it's it's fun. It's a fun name matchup and a fun history matchup here, but your your team has players and you're trying to win. Matt's team has less players and is not really trying to win. So, you know, I hope you can hold serve and get the chalky win. I think you should, but um, you know, you'll need you need you guys to show up for sure. Yeah, I couldn't have put it better myself. Uh, I'm getting the win. Matt's done what he's trying to do to get rid of players to get picks. He's packing it in. Uh, his best chance is for Herbert to have a monster game and to form in, I guess, to Vulture Roshan. I uh, just my receivers have to come to play, and uh, Fields, if he can continue his last two weeks and gets me another thirty to forty pointer, it should be in the bag for me, and I get my second wind and possibly even get myself higher up in the in the rankings and push for that playoffs. And that's my goal, and I'm sticking to it. So. Can't fit in me mouth is going to get beat up by SD buff hearts, wieners, and butts. Oh man. Both of the great job. Both of you though. Kudos. <laughs> I'm looking at the lineups again, just to make sure we're not missing anything to talk about. I mean, yeah, Roche on a still in concussion protocol. So maybe you do have to um, move Ramondre up, but you've got, you got Justice Hill. You can flex. He had a good game last week. Um, you could throw in JSN and see see what happens. So it's not like JSN be... off the bye against Cincinnati. Could he yeah. be? Could he be coming? There's something. There's a lot could of be something. There's a lot of scientific research out there that rookie receivers after the bye start to put it together. So maybe this is his week. Maybe. You get more than like five points. (laughs) Yeah, I could. I gotta think I could use that in for sure. So uh, maybe, maybe a little tighter than some of these other ones, but you'll you'll win and continue your ascent. Yeah, yeah. And that's the matchup this week. Good ones, I like them. Everyone, go out there and do your thing. 
Do it to it. Snake tricks and treats. Uh, I did not get off to, uh, well, I guess you could say I got off to a spooky start, not a spoopy one. I had, I had Michael Wilson as my hope, and he did, or sorry, as my treat. And it was a big old turd instead. Um, one catch and just, just didn't happen. So, oh, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? That's fine. You got to make, you got to take a dart throw sometimes. And then I doped freaking Drake London and, and thought it was going to be fine. And then all of a sudden, they let Desmond throw like 37 times. What in the world happened there? I thought that was a chalk, easy win for me. But um, yeah, yikes on bikes. You had a good game. So good for you. Hopefully, I know you want to see some more of that coming up. But 0-2 on the tricks and treats for me last week. Yikes. You had uh, a treat of Garrett Wilson. And that didn't really come to fruition. So, you know, he had a decent game, but went under projection still. Can't give you that win. And then you took the just ridiculous stance of trying to trick Bijan. Uh, did you see his play with the. With the yeah, but without the that, he, the, you can, you uh, can uh, give me almost a 50 50 on that one. I'll give you 50 50 because he didn't do much besides scoring. But what a play, huh? That was an amazing play, but without that, he only has like no points at all. I was doing good. I was like, oh my gosh, is he really just gonna have like no? (laughs) Uh. Well, we'll we'll call that a loss. We'll call that a push. I'm fighting for the push on that one. So we need to bounce back here with tricks and treats. You want to kick us off? Yeah, I'll give us a go, and. uh, I'm going to go to the the big matchup we talked about, the Brandon versus Ernie matchup. I think it's just the match of the of the week overall. And my uh, my treat, I'm going to go over to Brandon's team. It's hard to find. He's got tons of treats on his team. Like, who am I going to choose here? There. Yep. Uh huh. <clears throat> so I'm like looking on the bench. Who can I like try to make a call to like get into lineup? But I just don't. I like it all. So I'm just going to go to his pretty much his worst playing player so far and it's just going to be michael Pittman. he's playing against jacksonville he's got gardner Minshew, who's way better at throwing and a little way more pension to get out there and, and you know draw back more so i'm going to say that Pittman is a treat for brendan this week and just contributes to the win okay i like that yeah definitely you know at least a better kind of ppr floor and like you said lots of goodies on that team so Trying to find one that will be extra good is uh, a harder task, but I can roll with it. I see it happening, especially with Gardner, like you said. And my trick uh, over on Ernie's side will contribute to the loss again. He's got a ton of amazing players. Hard to find a trick, hard to find a dope sitting there. Um, But I'm going to do one of my patented sneak good crazy calls like I've done before in the past. And it's going to be Sam Laporta. Oh, the current tight end one. The current tight end one. He's going to be, he's going to trick out this week. They are going to game plan to stop him. And that's, if it doesn't happen, then Ernie's got a way better chance of winning because he's got to have the Laporta Kelsey matchup and, 
Kelsey being the tight end number two right now. Like you said, the storylines abound in this matchup, but Laporte is going to be my trick for the week. Come down to earth as a rookie, get shut down. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All right, I can see it. My treat this week is going to be in my matchup, but it's actually going to be on Jim's side, and it's going to be targeting the defense that I love to hate, the Chargers. But we're going to go a little different. We're going to say Jake Ferguson is going to be a treat this week. Okay. I expect the Cowboys offense to, to look a little better after their poor showing last Sunday night against the Niners. Um, Chargers are going to be a good matchup. And typically, yeah, we target wide receivers. I do think like CeeDee Lamb's going to have a good game, but they don't really have that established second wide receiver target. So I'm going to say it's going to be Jake Ferguson. He's going to um, kind of have his, he's going to have his best game of the season. Dak's going to look to him. Dak loves going to the tight end. So a lot of success to the air, both to CD and to Jake Ferguson. So Jim doesn't have him in the lineup right now. He's got Tyler Conklin in instead. If you want to boost those numbers, Jim, on the blowout of the week, take a take a look at old Jake. That's a fun call there. You know, the Chargers have an extremely leaky defense, and I commend you for going against them. I mean, until they prove me wrong, I'm just going to keep saying, yeah, play, play pass catches against them for sure. <laughs> and then on my uh trick i'm gonna go to the to the ben and gooch matchup and i'm just gonna play the um kind of the pendulum swing on this one and i don't like to do this and maybe this is kind of a reverse jinx against me since i've been so wrong i might as well capitalize it on myself in other leagues but I'm going to say DJ Moore is a trick this week. Whoa! I think I think, I think, think this game is going to be weird between the Vikings and the Bears. It's divisional. Without Jefferson, you're going to think like, oh, the Bears should roll, and they've been looking good lately. But I think we're going to kind of settle back into the medium. I expect like a really low-scoring game between those two. And DJ Moore will just, you know, he was not going to have the huge monster game he had last Thursday. So uh, coming back down people's expectations and just having a ho-hum game um, leading to that upset that we called to of Gooch over Ben. So DJ Moore tricked this week. Jeepers, you are, you love DJ Moore. I really, really do. But I mean, like I said, maybe I'm trying to get something for myself here in the, in the same way. And Fun I'm trying calls. to get back in the win column. Well, Sheik, let's wrap up here with America's favorite segment. Come and Sheik, it's a Thursday night game wrong. I got the first wrong last week, though, because we were split. I took the Commanders. Uh, you called the Bears, so you have not gotten one wrong this week. Uh, I don't think we're going to get this week's wrong either because it's Broncos versus the – so sorry, Broncos at the Chiefs in Arrowhead. Big difference in the quality of teams, so I think the only question is, how how bad are, are the Chiefs going to be down the Broncos? I got to stick with history here, and I got to say it's going to be a pretty rough beat down. Chiefs win uh, 31-6. Oh, okay. I think the Broncos can score a little bit more than that, so I'm going to say Chiefs win... 
3824. There you go. Back in the win column, we're hoping for old scum on the Thursday night game. Hope so. Been a been a year of losses for scummy, so yeah, turn we gotta somehow. we gotta right the wrongs. We gotta right the ship here. We can't have you losing on all fronts. Come on. Well, hopefully we can get there, and then hopefully things just turn around for all of us, wherever you need it to. That's wherever that's my goal are. for you guys here in the middle of this spoopy October. Yeah, turn it all around. Have some fun out there. Week six is here. The season seems to be in full force and that's what we love and we love you and that's all i've got scum thanks everyone for listening hopefully we come back next week and everything we said was proven right and i think that's gonna happen so bye We're having a day today, aren't we? Classic just meeting idiot over here. Can't even do it. Ugh.